Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck, too. What's going on, fellas? Not much, buddy. It's been a long two weeks. I feel like so much has happened. I've missed, I've missed this, the camaraderie of our going back and forth every week. Yeah, surprisingly, not a lot's happened in the world of sports, though. That's the funny thing, is like trying to come up with the last couple of weeks of episodes. It's, it's kind of like redundant. It's the same thing. It's, it's Deshaun Watson. What's up, Dave? It's it, especially local stuff. It's the Guardians are hot for a week, cold for a week. A uh, couple injuries here and there. No news, obviously, for the Cavs right now. You have the draft next week, which not going to say I don't care, but <laughs> I, was just I haven't done a ton of research, so I'm not going to sit here and, like, mock it. At the 14th pick, it's too hard for, like, I'm not going to mock the 14th pick. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. That's the best I can give you guys. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it as the episode goes on. But, again, with the Browns, really no news is happening right now that's relevant. You're getting your Deshaun Watson stuff every day shoved down your throat from national pundits. You're getting just typical shit. It's nothing new. It's nothing exciting. I don't know. That's just me. It's mandatory OTAs, baby. We got a lot of Brown stuff going on right now. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, camp started. There, they went to the Hall of Fame today. No injuries. I mean, that's really the only thing you want to report at this at this stage is everybody stay healthy. Yeah, Dave, I feel naked. I wear. I, I just look in the camera. No hat. It's weird to me. But I had my hair did today. I had some meetings at work, so I didn't want to throw a hat over it. So we're okay. I look good. Fuck off. I do agree with Dave bringing up. Uh, <laughs> Mika Fitzpatrick is now the highest-paid safety in football. Steelers gave him a new contract today. And why? I mean, has he done anything? They traded for him, gave up first-round pick, which they typically don't do. Uh, He joined them only to help them get eliminated in the first round every year they make the playoffs. Their defense is okay. He's not the focal point of that. That's T.J. Watt specifically. And, I mean, why make him the highest-paid guy? It doesn't make any sense to me. But when you have... A rookie quarterback coming in, coming in, you don't have a high-paid quarterback taking up a lot of your uh, payroll. You can do that. You can pay other guys. So more power to him for doing it. I just don't really – it doesn't make sense to me. It's, but I'm happy because I hate the Steelers. It's a lot of guaranteed money for a safety. Could that possibly be your next punishment for a bet, assuming you're going to lose more than likely? You have to shave your head, apparently, according to everybody. Do you want my wife mad at you, too? Because that's not going to happen. She won't let you shave your head? Hell no. Does she curse God every night for doing it naturally? <laughs> It's it's the slowest receding hairline ever. I've had this same re, like receding hairline since like high school, so I'm not too concerned about it. I've got another ten years on the belt here, so it's okay. <laughs> and I, I know Dave's not talking about hair right now. Wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, while we get into it here, though, uh, I just wanted to show you guys something. This is a certificate for another victory for talking about balls most popular show no this isn't copied from last month this is brand spanking new left on the desk today what we are back to back champs to back just like united states in world wars back to back champs we don't lose um i thought we were losing for sure i honestly i did too because we did take uh a couple of weeks off we switched to bi-weekly for the month of may so i thought you know no question we're not going to win if we come close i'm happy for it and lo and behold, the, the results came in, and we got number one show. We were pretty shocked. Honestly, Kyle and I were both texting like, holy shit. Listen, listen, Redline, I'm just throwing it out there. The rest of the show's out there. We love and respect you. 
But if you want us to go to one one day a month, we can. I mean, we'll we'll gladly try it if you want us to. But yeah, eventually we're gonna have to do like go. one show a year, and that's the only I'll way do, we can. We'll do one hour a month, and we'll see if you guys can compete. I mean, it's up to you guys. It's fine. We'll see what happens. Hundred votes. A win's a win, Lee. A win is a win. That's yeah. all that matters when you're talking about talking about balls. Win is a win. And that's doing that it w. twice a month. Yeah, I mean, I have decided. Uh, you're hearing it here first. I don't think I've told anybody else. I think the first week of September, we will be going weekly for talking about balls. Uh, the way it adds up perfectly, I believe it's September 7th, the Wednesday night, yep. would be our first episode in September. The season starts the next night on Thursday Night Football. We'll do our picks. We'll get right into the season. But up, up until then, I think we're going to do bi-weekly. However, I have a proposition I'm going to throw out right now. When it comes to counting votes for views, once Steel Renegades kicks in, I'm going to go ahead and vote Tim Buck too. needs to count those votes and views because I can't have any bias when it comes to Ooh, counting getting, views. Uh, we, got, we got Donald Trump's presidency going on right I, now. I'm going to count. I'm gonna, I, don't need, I don't need 1 o'clock in the morning these views to be flowing in to you know, 3,000. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put Tim Buck too on the, uh, the uh, bandwagon of voting. I think Tim's an honest Abe over there. I think he'll count directly for us. So, yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, Dave and Lee. We're we're putting our two cents into this. I just assume that Lee has multiple devices and he just plays Renegades <laughs> on a loop continuously for weeks at a time to get views up. Which, hey, not a bad idea. Every every number tallies. Um, but hey, you know what? Aside from that, man, three years, man. Yeah, three year three anniversary. Three year anniversary. Talking about, talking about balls. It has been a long process. It's been fun. It's gotten us here, and we're happy. And like you mentioned the other day in Texas, we've come a long way. So much has changed. Honestly, we started as a, a threesome in, in a basement. And ooh, renegades. Look at that. We got shit talking in the in the chat about the opposing shows. There I like we it. Go. Renegades. I like that. I like it. But uh yeah, talking about balls started off with three guys. Uh some 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 what's the word I'm looking Creative for? Creative differences. Creative differences, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh I was trying to think of the right thing to say there. I'm going didn't like their balls. I'm going politically correct myself. tonight. We're going yeah. politically correct tonight. I think there was too much masculinity on the show, Tim. Too much balls. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we had three guys. We started off in my basement with the podcast. Uh, we've just graduated, and, and here we are. I mean, it's taken over Redline, especially. We've been here for a few months, and now we've won. Back, as as long as they've been doing awards, we've gotten both best shows. So I'm happy with What's those What's the next numbers. award we can win? I'm just curious. Name it. I mean, I truly thought we were, I was hoping for last month we would get uh, number, top show at Studio 2. I thought somebody else will get best show. If we get top show at Studio 2, I'll take it. It's a new award. Lo and behold, we get them all. That's ah, okay. We're here to have fun, right? Just a good time. I'm not mad about it at all. Um, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think Renegade's best show ever was the, the show that they had us the on. The one that we came on in, uh, <laughs> back in January. Weird how that works, right? We it's are. Uh, people want to watch us. We, we bring the volume and we bring the audience, and we're happy to do it. It's the uh, perfect faces and the pristine attitudes we bring to the table. I think it's honesty. Honesty is the best yeah, policy. Honest, yeah. Blunt, I, bluntly honest. I yes. will talk as much shit as needed. I don't care. I'm usually right with my opinions. I'm very stubborn, and I think that rubs people the wrong way, but to an extent where they want to, to listen because they just want to listen and get mad, what's which I'm next, okay with. What's the next thing they're going to say? That's what it is. Yeah, you know? it's one of those, like, I, I've gotten into so many arguments talking sports to people. I spent most of last offseason and most of last season talking about how bad Baker was with Browns fans, and, uh, I mean, I just argued and argued till I was blue in the face, and eventually people were like, you think you know so much about football? And I'm like... 
I do. I mean, tell me when I'm wrong. And the next thing you know, I won and or I was right because Deshaun Watson got traded here. Baker's gone. I was right. I could have gone back and rubbed it in everyone's face. I didn't. I'm humble. I just brag about it here on the show for everybody to listen to. It's a lot easier that way. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's what people want to listen for, and they, they come to the show for. It's the honesty. It's I don't give a fuck. I'll die on any hill. I've got some strong takes coming up tonight about people I think that suck that are probably going to be in, in the Hall of Fame in their respective sport, and I'm okay with that because, again, I'm okay with dying on hills. And uh, listen to the, the Renegade boys. They're full of one it of today. The, They're man. loving it. One of the lo- lowest, I feel, I feel like we hit a nerve. Yeah, we definitely did. That's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Some of us can handle it. It's others. That's what happens. You know, you guys got to swing high when you're coming swinging at the top because that's where we're at right now, boys. <laughs> Hard to see you down there. Uh, but let's get right into it. We are a sports show, so we're going to talk sports. And first and foremost, the NBA Finals are about to wrap up. No, no, no. And no. they still got another, at least, uh, hopefully, at least another week for, in there. For those of you that, that follow the show <laughs> on a regular basis, uh, some of us picked a team to win in game six. Mm. My team can actually do that tomorrow to get that bonus point. Somebody else's team, not so much. No. That, my friends, would be the Golden State Warriors. I, of course, picked the Warriors to win in six. God. It's looking more and more like they will be winning in six. And, again, I don't, knock on wood, I'm not here to uh, <laughs> to jinx myself, but it's looking a little bit like I'm going to win another bet, I and mean, then Boston, Kyle Boston's will be getting punished. Boston's choked away a lot of these games, though. I mean, they come out hot. They come out. They, their defense is there. They, I mean, they're doing what they have to do to slow down Steph and, and Clay. But then, like, gets to, like the third quarter, they're hot. The fourth quarter, they just fucking choke it away. That's what Golden State does. I mean, as a guy that I, we played against them for four consecutive years in the finals, I, I know this team like the back of my hand. I, I know they're they're a great team. They're hard to stop. Yeah. What they do is they they play the slow game in the first half. The second half, they just outgun you. Yeah. You can't keep up offensively. You just cannot do that. And the, the scary part for, if I'm the Celtics, I'm, I'm terrified because Andrew Wiggins was the MVP in Game 5. Who's that guy? Who did he play? Who did he get drafted by? By the Cavs. Oh, the Cavs. Got traded, bounced mm-hmm. around a little bit, hasn't really lived up to the number one overall pick hype, but he had a stellar Game 5. But he's found his home in Golden State, though. He, uh, he carried the team because Steph Curry broke like a 200-something game record uh, streak of consecutive games with a three-pointer made. He, he shot 0 for 9, I think it was, from the three-point line. Yeah. And they still won by 10. So if I'm the Celtics, I'm terrified. How do you come back with, with a positive, upbeat attitude that you can beat this team when their best player could, who the best three point shooter in NBA history, couldn't hit one three, and you still lost. And you still lost by ten. It wasn't like it was a one point game. It was, a, I mean, it was kind of a blowout. The game wasn't close in the final, you know, ten minutes or so. Plus, you got a uh, game six Clay coming up. And Clay Clay Thompson in game six is pretty notorious for just flipping the switch and going pretty heavy. It's very possible. You need me to scoop Tim. Gotcha. No worries. Um, yeah, so you got Game 6, Clay. Now, that's something, somebody that I want to talk about. Is Clay Thompson a shell of his former self? A little bit more. A little no, more? No, no. Is he done? He is not the same guy that we were used to seeing as a Cavs fan. I know he got hurt in uh, the 2019 finals, I think it was, against Toronto, whoever it was. Well, it's the last time he played was 2019. Cause I feel like yeah, the he last got hurt. seasons he's had injuries. He couldn't do anything. He just like. came back this year for the first time, and... It's been tough. He does not look like himself. He is no longer the great player that he was. He right. used to be dominant on defense, dominant on offense. Now he's struggling to find a shot. He can't keep up speed-wise defensively. Uh, not good for the Warriors going on going forward, but good for them in this series because they're matched up against a good team in Boston where they a good team is in. They match up well with Boston because right. Boston's young. 
Boston has a superstar in Jason Tatum and then good players around him with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford's having a very good playoff run here. Um, I, I saw a thing the other day, Dave. I'm not sure if it's accurate or not. Fake Clay is banned from the arena because he snuck past security. At least he's claiming he is a number one. He is a, he's he's a YouTuber and he dresses up like Clay Thompson. Apparently, he claims he snuck into the arena, got past security, shot on the court for about ten minutes before they kicked him out and banned him from the arena. No, it was true. It was on, it the, is it's true. on the radio today. Yeah. Okay, because I saw the story, but a lot of people in the story said they they haven't been able to reach out to. Yeah, the no, he was there. Comment. He shot. He shot fifteen minutes on the court before people realized it wasn't him. And they've, they're verifying this story? Yes, okay. yeah. It was on the radio today. Because what I saw was that he, that's his story, but they haven't been able to get that, like, verified. Yeah, they, sure. they had, like, people on the court, like, people worked in the arena noticing it was someone shooting, and then he can back it up. Yeah. But that's hilarious, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I, I honestly... He I, might be better suited for them right now than real Clay Thompson, because Clay I saw, Thompson's I saw, you know, you know the meme? <laughs> the meme where the guy and the girl are walking, the guy turns around and looks at the other girl walking by? Yeah, and it says, like, you, so you, yeah, saw, you put something good on the right, but something right. better on the so left. So they actually had a, a side-by-side video or a picture of that, that meme, plus, and then the next one, it was it was Steph and it was uh, Clay in the, like, walking together, and then Brandon Poole or whatever uh, standing behind, and Clay's looking at Poole. And, like, yeah. That's the, the meme that stands up or whatever. It's like... Uh, I mean, that makes sense because Clay Thompson's not the one hitting the shots anymore. No, I mean, pull, pull, I mean pull's, on, pull's on a roll, though. I mean, he's... Yeah, Wiggins, though, is the... For me, I think it's funny that Wiggins is going to be the guy that might win the uh, uh, finals MVP, and I think that would be hilarious if Steph Curry, again, does not get a finals MVP. Right. Because that, that always seems to be the case, and I'm not knocking the Warriors to sound, you know, just because I'm a Cavs fan, I'm knocking them because this is just my personal thoughts. You look at the year they won where Andre Godala was the finals MVP, the first time to beat the Cavs. Yep. We didn't have Kevin Love. We didn't have Kyrie Irving. Everybody knows the story. Andre Iguodala played out of his fucking mind, helped them win a championship. No MVP for Curry. No MVP for Thompson. They went to Andre Iguodala, which everybody's like, how the fuck does that happen? On that team, how does Iguodala, probably their fifth best player, get that award? But he did it. And then years following, it's Durant and Durant. So to me, that shows you that that team is all about the role player that, that can step up for them. Clay can't do it. Steph doesn't do it. Draymond, of course, doesn't do it because that's where my hot take is. Draymond Green is the most overrated fucking player in NBA history, <laughs> and I am dying on that hill. That dude sucks ass. If he was drafted by any other team, if for those of you that don't know, he's a second-round pick out of Michigan State. If he was drafted by any other team, there's no question in my mind he'd be out of the NBA right now. There is no way he makes a team because he doesn't have that supporting cast. All right, so I'm he wouldn't say, have made it. I'll take the other side of the equation here. So you hate Draymond Green. I don't like Draymond Green, but I think Draymond Green is like a, a needed piece in every like drama-filled basketball game. Like he's 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 the he's the bad guy. I mean, he's just it's it's funny to watch him. Like the fact that the entire arena for Boston was "fuck you, Draymond." Oh like, yeah, he gets under people's skin. I love that about this guy. Like I I, I love I, I don't like Draymond. I think he's an okay basketball player. But you know what I can't wait for is when he retires from basketball and when he takes on that 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 spectrum of like a Charles Barkley esque type of announcer. I think it's going to be much must watch TV for him because he's. The, the, I remember watching an interview they did. Draymond was on the court. It was before I think they. Like the, I think the Western Conference Finals. Um, he was on the court doing warm-ups and he was in his ear doing an interview with the TNT boys. And him and Charles going back and forth talking shit, like just like TV politically correct shit, was the best 15 minutes of TV ever because of how much shit they were talking to each other. Yeah, I mean, he's, it, it's weird to me to see players do this kind of shit where they're, they're planning for their post-sport uh, excuse me, career where Draymond Green 
easily wants to go into some sort of... Can't hate on it, though. It's a good career path. No, it is, but he's the kind of guy that just everybody else gives such politically correct, but he's also that boring hard. answers. So he just tells you things that you don't normally hear, like Steph or Clay are going to come out and say, oh, yeah, the team we played was great. The teammates stepped up. Everybody did this. Draymond's going to say something where you go, oh, wow, he said, this guy can't guard me, and it's like front-page news. It's it's a gimmick. It's an act. But I mean, basketball. He's, he's like a WWE guy. He is a heel. I get it. I respect that part of his game. But on the court, he's a joke. He does what he has to, though. I mean, he's a body. He's he's he can get down and bruise with some people. He gets the yeah, rebounds. He's, he's not dirt, like he's, he's a cheap shot artist. I he's get very it. He dirty. likes to kick to the balls play. Of, of he's course. very dirty. Uh, the other day, I mean, he scored zero points in a in a in a finals game. Sure. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I get like, it. That's a guy that people are saying is going to be a solid like no questions asked. Green Hall looks of like Famer. Donkey from Shrek. The guy's puke. He really he's, he's oh, man. Terrible. That's that's a hot take. I like that. He, uh He's just garbage. I hate Draymond Green with a passion. Yeah. I just think he's overrated again. I think if any other team would have drafted him, yep. he wouldn't be in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He wouldn't be in the NBA this this long. There's no way. Because his a, style of play is just, it's because of the guys around him. In Cleveland, I don't think it's a hot take, but it's a it's a good take, though. I like that. I mean, to say that you think Draymond Green you know, sucks is, or is overrated, I think he's fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the most overrated of all time. And I hate him. So fuck them. I hate that they're probably going to win a championship tomorrow, but they're not going to. I win a bet, so it is what it is. I'll take that little <laughs> little win right there. Golden State in six, just as I predicted. Can't believe I got the game down to almost. Calm the fuck down. The game has to happen first. I'm pretty confident. Pretty pretty confident, if I'm being honest. I might not show up to the next recording because I'm just like getting zapped. I know where you live. I got a camera. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, moving on, talking about NBA again. This is something that I don't have a picture for anything like that. Um, the NBA draft is next Thursday, so our next episode won't be for another two weeks. So, again, I'm not going to go into too much detail. The Cavaliers, I think, are looking for a wing if they keep the pick. Uh, I saw somebody earlier say Sexton for Wiggins, uh, make that trade. Uh, I don't know if that would work out financially. I'm not sure what Andrew Wiggins' contract is on it because you're going to have to sign Colin Sexton because he's a free agent. So, Yeah, and that's a debate right now, too, is like what's Colin Sexton worth to the Cavs? You'd have to do a sign-and-trade with Golden State, I think, because I'm not sure... I don't know Andrew Wiggins' contract off the top of my head, honestly. I don't know if he's got one year with Golden State, whatever it is. Um, but, but a Sexton for Sexton Wiggins trade requires would be, a multiple-year contract. Yeah, Sexton's going to want an extension. Uh, so you need, you need a team that's got a lot of cap space that's willing to take him on long-term. And I don't know if Sexton would really fit in with the Warriors. No. He's, not, he's a point not, guard by trade. I mean, unless, you're, you a push, unless you're pushing out um, Clay. Yeah, which, trying to bring that. It's a small backcourt, though. They're not doing that with Colin Sexton. Yeah. He doesn't fit that team. Right. And they got Jordan Poole. Like, there's no reason to really bring him in. Yeah, I, I don't see that. Unless, again, I don't know Wiggins' contract. Maybe a sign and trade if he's a free agent. He goes somewhere else. I honestly don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know if the Cavs are going to make that move. Um, honestly, I don't think Wiggins would want to come to Cleveland because right. of the history. He was drafted here. I get it. He was traded for Kevin Love, and it ended up winning us a championship. So he shouldn't be bitter about it. He should understand that it was a professional business move that's and he just hasn't had a do. bad career it's just no, hasn't he lived just, up to what he hasn't been he's a number one overall at. pick he's been he's yeah. been an okay role player nothing wrong with that at all uh we'll see what happens but the Cavs again I think they're looking for a uh some sort of wing player looking for a guy that's like six six to six nine you can play the three you can play the two good defense you need a three-point shooter that's got to be our number one need in my opinion uh plenty of guys to talk about there's a kid from Ohio State uh, there's some foreign kids, the kid Johnny Davis out of uh, Wisconsin. There's lots of stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk U.S. Open, and uh, I'm, is that golf or is that tennis? I honestly don't know. It's definitely golf. Okay. Yeah, they're all the same to me. Um, yeah, we're going to talk live. Is that how you pronounce it? Live? Live? 
L-I-V, yeah. Gulf trying Sa to... Saudi Arabia. Trying to be controversial to get in the news. How desperate. It is kind of controversial, <laughs> to be honest. It was for like an hour. I mean, the fact that you, you, you've... Been, not, okay, we'll talk golf for one second. The fact that you've banned, I think, what, 14, 10, maybe 10 or 14 players um, from the PGA, and the even more hilarious fact is that all those players are exempt and they can play in the majors... Yeah. which the U.S. Open's a major. So now you have the storyline going into this weekend is Phil Mickelson playing in the U.S. Open. However, he's banned from playing in PG events. But they're all playing together this weekend. That's made-for-TV drama right there. That He can't play at the rest of these guys any other time of the year, but the whatever majors for the year he can jump into. It's kind of drama. It's kind of interesting. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's, it's like basically uh, golf has Rob Manfred as their disciplinary team. From Major League Baseball, and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and that's the biggest joke to say that. Uh, Dave Jesus. gives us Wiggins' contract, uh, so there it is. So basically, we need to match that contract. So uh, we need to get thirty-three million dollars worth of players traded to Golden State, and they would want to have to take Colin Sexton, which again, in theory, would be nice to have Andrew Wiggins and the Cavaliers, but I don't think Sexton fits the Warriors. So yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to. Dave's going to be a good weekend. I'm not going to dream about that one. Uh, Justin gonna be watching golf too. He's already told me he's gonna be watching golf this weekend. I pay extra to get. Golf he's excited about the bunkers around a lot of the greens and the thick rough. He's excited to see how the players adjust to that thick grass cut. So, um. I have YouTube TV and I have I have a premier package that bans golf. It, it has no golf, no tennis. With who you're married to, there's no I, way it bans golf. She won't. She doesn't want to watch it. She doesn't give a shit about it. Uh, it. I actually like my TV will explode if I accidentally stumble across golf. <laughs> Does it give, like, an alarm? And but like, I won't know if it explodes because I'll be asleep because it's so fucking boring. I'll pass out immediately. I don't know how people can watch golf. I just don't get that to me. It's relaxing. On a Sunday afternoon when you have, like, a heavy weekend of drinking, you're relaxing on the couch, and you're just chilling. It's a good – it's in the background. It's a good show. I could literally watch just about anything else ah, for that. Well. We agree to disagree, sir. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Moving on to hair, though. We should move on to hairstyles. Is yeah. That so there happens to be an interesting guy who probably should shave his head. Other than like, me. Just like Kyle Other should. Other than me. In, uh, well, formerly in Anaheim, and that is Joe Madden, Dude, what the a... manager of the Angels. Oh, we froze up there for a second. I thought it was a good. ghost of Joe Madden for a second. Can't like... embrace golf, Dave. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, but Joe Madden, yeah, the, the ghost of Joe Madden is... Right there. This isn't. A, we don't. Nobody has a picture of the Mohawk because I have. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm guessing it's gone. Did he shave his head? Well, since he has to go to job interviews now, more than likely, because the day he shaved into a mohawk to help the Angels get out of a streak, he was fired with the mohawk. The day before or was it the day of he got. They it? said it was the day of because the stories I read said the players didn't even get to see it yet. He had oh, just done it in the in the dug in the locker room. And then got called into the office and fired before. What a he team even player, though. I mean, what, I mean, he's trying to reverse the curse. He's yeah, trying he's to break trying. up. He was trying anything. I mean, we've talked about them for years. Uh, sorry, Dave. There's no peer pressure to getting me to watch golf. There's literally none. I hate it. I find it just unbearable. Um, but yeah, so he, he he manages the Angels. The Angels have, of course, Otani, last year's MVP. They have Mike Trout, a former MVP, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and they fucking suck. And we've said this for years. That's the problem with Mike Trout is you have one, a once-in-a-generational player. This is before they got Otani. Stuck on a bad team. On a bad team. He signed a long 10-year contract. But you don't, like, we know about him as sports fans, but I remember being a little kid. You knew every big baseball player. I wonder how many kids are familiar with Mike Trout because he's on the West Coast. Don't get to see a lot of his games. Yep. Baseball's kind of a dying sport, unfortunately, in terms of fan bases. And then on top of that, the Angels are terrible. 
You don't get Mike Trout in the playoffs every year where you're like, oh, my God, this guy's fucking amazing. That's how you get the national spotlight. You go into October, and you put on a show to remember. That's Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, because he lit it up in October. Yeah. That's a name everyone knows. Mike Trout has never – he's been in October once, I think, in his whole career. It's just unfortunate, though. Even if he went to the playoffs, I still guarantee you that Mike Trout could walk down the middle of, 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 of road or street in any busy city, and 50% of the people would, would know who he was. I would agree with that. He's honestly. not recognizable whatsoever. Yeah, no, that's definitely a guy that like he just he's you, just a guy. You saw him walking around Walmart. Hor- horrible fantasy football commissioner, but a hey, pretty normal guy. I like everything he did. Did you happen <laughs> to see? Side note: I didn't take a picture of it, but did you see what the uh, the Giants did? No, they wore T-shirts the other day that said uh, "stashing in, or having an injured player on IR is not cheating." They all wore <laughs> they all wore the T-shirts. They all wore that. I didn't see that. That's that was pretty fucking good. Hilarious. It was just the other day, that's in support hilarious. of it. So, yeah, he was trying to break the streak for the Angels. He, they were they were on a 12-game losing streak. He, he shaved his head, and then uh, I think they still lost that day anyway, so right. the didn't help. But he was fired. So what's your thoughts of Joe Manor? Do you like him as a coach or no? No, I think he's a fucking douche. Um, I thought he was overrated when he was in Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay. They were. I think Tampa Bay is just a good organization. It doesn't matter who the managers look at them right now. I mean, they're still a sure, really great baseball team yeah, every absolutely, year yeah. for being a small market team. They need to get the fuck out of Tampa, truthfully, is their number one bugaboo. They need to go to a place that actually supports the fan bases because they have a good team. They have a great product. If the fans don't go Agreed, and Dave. they're still great, that's the problem. Whereas the Guardians, we don't go because the owners are pieces of shit. Right. The team's actually pretty good. The attendance isn't great, but Tito Francona's is there. You've got some reasons to go to the ballpark, but the owners are just such pieces of shit. The afternoon. It the, makes me not want to go. The local, uh, and Dave, I agree with you, MLB is horrible at promoting their stars. And I know. Like, it it sucks because I remember in the 90s being a kid watching, like, baseball was so heavily promoted. It was everywhere. You knew all the stars. I know, Tito sucks, too. I mean, no, I mean, Tito took Boston. No, Tito, wherever Tito goes, Tito wins. You know, big poppy. Joe Madden, I mean, was good in Tampa but didn't amount to anything. Went to Chicago. Won a fluke. Uh, not Kyle. That's Justin. Oh, hey, congrats, Kyle. I had no idea. <laughs> Unless um, you're saying that I'm that fat, Dave, that I have a baby. Yeah, my wife has one kid. Kyle, Kyle's pregnant with twins. <laughs> We're excited. Uh, no, that's me, though. Thank you, though, Dave. <laughs> uh, but, no, so Joe Madden went to uh, Chicago, and, I, honestly, I think that was a fluke championship, in my opinion. I yeah. think the, the, the Indians were so injured and depleted and on such – short rest there everybody was dead they just didn't have the depth that you know they they put up a hell of a fight took them to game seven uh extra innings we all know the story we all know the heartache um but tito's a proven winner i mean tito has multiple championships tito reversed a curse in boston he took the indians to a game seven world series almost won that his management this year is the only reason why they're above 500 right and now madden went to the angels has done dog shit and got fired. Tito would go to the Angels and probably win a World Series with that roster, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So I don't think Tito and Madden are even in the same conversation in we terms knew, of We knew more players during the steroid era. Absolutely we did. I loved watching McGuire uh, and Sosa back in the day hitting the home runs. It was so fun. I mean, watching guys hit 50, 60 home runs was fucking amazing. I Absolutely. loved it. Absolutely. That made you want to play baseball. Day. Nowadays, it's nothing but long ball, but it's just not the same as it was. It doesn't have that same feel. Um, back in the day. Nowadays, all anybody wants to do is hit home runs. Right. There's no more small ball. Back in the day, it was it was kind of rare. So a guy hitting 40, 50 home runs, you're like, holy shit. Sure. Nowadays, deal. guys can hit 40 home runs in their sleep, guys you've never even heard of, and it doesn't really mean much. Um, But, yeah, so I just want to talk about that Joe Madden story. I thought that was pretty funny. Shaved his head into a mohawk. He's obviously all white. Uh, I don't even know his age. Probably got to be in the 60s, maybe 70s. 
He'll he'll uh, find a he'll find a new team shortly. I mean, he'll probably find his way back into Chicago once they fire Larusso here soon. J Ram is a hell of a player. I mean, I I I hated. I talked about it before. I hated that he signed that long term contract with a no trade clause because I would like to see him go win somewhere. I, he deserves it. He took a huge discount to stay in Cleveland, which was a bad idea in my opinion for him financially. Awesome move as a Guardians fan because now I get to watch Jose Ramirez for another five years. But uh, I just wish. I'd like to see him win something. I really would. I think Jose Ramirez is one of the most underrated baseball players ever. There's a big debate going on, and we're going to get to the Braves here in a second, I'm sure, but there's a big debate amongst uh, my friends, <clears throat> and I, I mentioned two friends, uh, Chipper and uh, Braybander, um, who are talking about who's a, better, who's a better player, Acuna or J-Ram, if you had to pick between the two. Jose Ramirez. Hands down. Yeah. That's what I said, too. Um, because I look at it this way. Jose Ramirez, if he gets hurt for a season, the Guardians are done. Yeah. If Acuna gets hurt for a season, they win a World Series. So clearly he is oh, not a— Oh, because they just did that last year, yeah, right? Yeah. Clearly he is not a, an, a guy that you need on your—like, he's a great player. I'm not taking anything away from Acuna, but he's not a guy that, that did anything. That, need, that the team relies on to carry he's, him through. He's the Carson Wentz he's of a the great, Atlanta He's a Braves. great single player by himself. He puts up great stats. Yeah. His batting percentage is a little bit better than J-Ram's, but he does great solo stats. But as yeah. a team overall, he doesn't do as much as J-Ram does for the uh, Guardians. Yeah, no, there's—to uh, me, there's no debate. And again, it boils down to— Take one away from the team, what does that team turn into? You would think every MVP pl- vote every year would come down to that, but it seems like people who win the MVP, that, that doesn't even matter sometimes. No, baseball voting is weird. It's very old school. It's a bunch of people that shouldn't be voting anymore for right. it. A lot, most, old, most leagues, the way they vote for MVP doesn't make any sense. A bunch of old old beat writers or whatever. Yeah, that. a bunch of guys who have like never played and, and don't really deserve votes get to vote right. for shit, like Hall of Fames and, and MVPs and stuff. I don't, I don't like that personally. Um. But yeah, so while, while we're talking about the Guardians and all that, uh, why not talk about them here? We don't have a picture or anything, but Guardians are kind of hot. It's funny how the last time we had the show, they were on a downward The, the episode was literally called The Slump. That was and more so for Stephen Kwan. Now we're back again. The question was, who's better? And he just answered, Jerem. Yeah. Jose Ramirez is better because when he's on the field, they win. And when he's off the field, we don't. When Acuna's on the field... They sometimes win. When he's off the field, they win World Series. So that's why he's better, Chipper. I said it's slower now, so maybe you get it. <laughs> um, he's, you know, give, he's here all night, boys. Give me J-Ram over Acuna uh, 10 times out of 10. Um, but, yeah, so the Guardians are hot right now, and uh, we've got a couple guys coming back, Aaron Savali, uh, Fran Will Reyes. Tough decisions coming up for the Guardians here because you got the trade deadline coming up in a month. Uh, Med Rosario, I just talked about. Tough his. decisions. They're not going to do shit. Well, no, not that. I mean, more so tough <laughs> okay. decisions of who do you then send down and who do you keep because right. you got you got Fran Mill coming back, so you've got to make a decision in the outfield. And right now, we've got some guys playing pretty well. Yeah, Oscar Mercado, unfortunately, might be the odd man out. You might have to dump him. Sadly, because he, I, he's been playing pretty well, though. I mean, he's been okay, but he is definitely he's the, manageable. He's doing what you're what you're asking of the guy. To he's do. the weak link. And I think he's out of options. So if you want to give, if you want to send him down, you have to put him through. I just hope Franmil comes designate back. Designate him for assignment. Franmil comes back not the first part of the season, Franmil, and the middle part of the season, Franmil, where he's actually hitting the ball, getting the bat in the ball. Because yeah, I need I need any need version of Franmil than a 2022 version because he's been trashed this year. Yeah, and I hate to say it because I like him, and I know Dave and I talked before the season started. Dave even said he said Franmil Reyes will be the team MVP. That's oof, most valuable oof. penis because he has been a dick when he's out there. He's sucked. He's been terrible. That's uh, nice working right there. You like that? I did. That's, that's how I do it. Uh, no, he's been really bad, honestly. It's been embarrassing how bad Reyes has been. So he needs to come back. He needs to be better. He's rehabbing right now in minor league. The minor leagues, we'll see what happens. But I don't know. Um, 
tough decisions. And again, same thing with Savali. You have to make a decision with the starting rotation because you got Savali coming back. Hopefully he's doing a little bit better than he was doing before he got injured. So we'll see from there. But yeah, the Guardians are right now, because of how many rainouts they've had, it seems like they get about two a week at this point. They think they've got like, I think what, they said five makeup games they still, they still at have least to play. still yeah. have to do, yeah. That's crazy. We're three games out of first, technically, even though the numbers don't add up. But just percentage-wise, we're three games out of first. It's crazy. That, that, that. I mean, it, again, it also just shows you how bad the the central is because if you look around the, I mean, I'm not using the Yankees as the as the the meter because they're killing it. They're they're absurdly good right now. Um, but the Yankees have, I think, 45 wins. The Guardians have 30. So, to, and then the Mets have 41. I think the Astros have like 40 or so. So you've got a lot of teams that. I mean, they're they have ten more wins. Are we than building the towards a New York first New York World Series? How fun would no, that be? No, the Mets are not going to be able to sustain this. <laughs> I've been bashing my Mets friends for a long time. Uh, injuries all over the place. Uh, what's his face? I Jacob like that Negron. sound. That's the first time I heard that sound before. I think I, I have we not heard that one. No, before? that's a good one. I think Lee plays that one a lot. If I'm not mistaken, Some, I know uh, I've heard Rado it. behind that one. So you've got uh, the Mets right now, who were hot. And then you have the Braves, who are now on a 13-game winning streak, and they're actually playing right now. They were up 3-1 to one last I saw, so it could be 14. But they are the hottest team in baseball, easily. Who is this, the Braves? Yeah, the Braves. And they're killing it right now. 14-game uh, winning streak, that's something my, my buddies, oh, wow, 3-3, three three, end of the second, they're, by the no, way, in the Braves Stanley Braves are 8-2 in Nationals right now. Oh, they, they're up 8, okay. 8-2, to two, top of the 8th right now. So the Mets, though, they, they've had some injuries. You've had... Um, Chipper, I, I know you're getting a boner right here. Look at this. All this man right here. They gave a huge contract to Max Scherzer. Uh, Jacob DeGrom hasn't pitched this season. He hasn't been the same since they banned the sticky tack. Um, a lot, dude, of, a lot dude, of shit. That sticky tack has fucked a lot of people. It really shit. has. I mean, it goes to show you that it's legit. James Karinczak, not the same. Shane Bieber got hurt immediately. Um, uh, Jacob DeGrom got hurt immediately after they banned it. Hasn't pitched since. Uh, yeah, the Braves are doing it without Freddie Freeman this year. I mean, good for them. It's early. I think I mean, Freddie, Freddie Freeman has a better chance to win a ring this year than the Braves. Personally, I like the Dodgers overall. Jose, I agree. I think the Mets could make it deep in the playoffs. I just, it's going to be, it's hard for the, I just, like Justin said, it's hard to see them maintaining this run right now. The Mets do this almost every year. If I'm not mistaken, last year they did the kind of the same thing. They started off hot. The Braves got hot. The Mets' second half went down. Braves went up. Right. And then next thing you But know, if I'm not mistaken, last year, there, there wasn't there starter pitcher out for most of the year, at second half of the year? Uh, um, yeah, DeGrom. Yeah, he was hurt last year. Yeah. That's why He was on pace his. to be Cy Young, and he got but hurt. But they don't have that he, issue he gets this hurt year. every so. year. Well, DeGrom's been hurt all year this year, too. Yeah, well, they're still doing without They're him. doing okay, but they're they're not. I mean, they're, they're well, down. DeGrom doesn't play for the Mets anymore. He plays for... Doesn't DeGrom play for another team? No. no he's still for the Mets? Yeah, he just hasn't pitched all year. He's been Who's hurt. Who's the one with the Angels? That's a big player that used to... Noah Syndergaard? Ah, that's okay. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. no, DeGrom's still there. Again, DeGrom was probably going to win NL Cy Young last yeah. year, but he got hurt. Uh, I mean, well, only time will tell. We're about halfway through the season. We'll see what happens. Figured we talk a little baseball and, and give Chipper a Woody for his old age. We'll throw the Braves up on the screen. Do you, think, do you think they're going to win the World Series again this year? Who's that, the Braves? Yeah. No. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, a, this is a hot streak in June. We saw the Indians go on one of the biggest win streaks of all time. And what did it amount to? It's true because the Braves at this point last year weren't doing anything. The they Braves didn't. were on the streak at the end of last year. Yeah, they they were the hottest team going into the playoffs. A month and a half to go into that the last year. Usually, yeah. is how you win the World Series in baseball. You you start off. You're, you you got to be the hot team going in. That's why a lot of times in in baseball, wild card teams win because you have a team that's hotter than everybody. You just want to stay afloat most of the year and then catch fire at the end of the year. That's it. You kind of coast. It's like the LeBron James factor. You want to coast into the playoffs, and that's where you turn it on. So we'll see what happens, but it's early. So real quick, we at uh, the afternoon show in Cleveland, um, the uh, 
not their names out there, but um, the host for the afternoon drive mm-hmm. was really laying in the fans about not going to the sorry Guardians games this year. Have you been to a Guardians game yet this year? Nope. Are you planning on going to a Guardians game this year? Eventually. I haven't had time, but it, it's got to be worth my while too. It was just interesting the fact that he was like getting. S- <laughs> He's making people feel guilty for not supporting this team that's exciting to watch. Yeah. And I, I had to disagree with the guy, and just you can give me your opinion, but baseball's not exciting to me right now in Cleveland. It's not fun to watch. I mean, we know what the product we're going to get. We're going to win some. We're going to lose some. It's, it's other than going to Dollar Dog Night or Fireworks Night, what else is making me get pulled into watching a game? That's pretty much the only reason I would want to go is that or – if we're playing a team we wouldn't normally see, if I want to see a yeah, good, like a big star, if Otani scheduled, right? yeah. you know, the Angels are in town, I would like to go see the sure. Angels. Um, but honestly, it's, it comes down to the Guardians and, and the Dolans. This again goes to the owner. Um, the the Indians Guardians, by con- contrast with the other teams in Major League Baseball, we're a small market team. Right. They use that as the excuse to why they don't spend money, but our prices, ticket prices specifically, are up there with some of the most expensive in baseball. Our ticket prices don't reflect being a small market team. Our ticket prices are so much more than the Pirates, than the, 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 the Reds, the Brewers, these other small market teams. The Guardians call themselves small, small market, but they charge people way more than other teams. They charge like a, a big market team, and that prevents people from going. I mean, think about a family of four going to a Guardians game. You're paying, t- I don't even know what tickets what is, are. What is bleacher prices nowadays? I honestly don't know. I want to say it's like 20-something, maybe like 28 so bleacher tickets but, for a family so, of four, okay, so, you're over $100. So $28 for a ticket. Let's just say you're going by yourself, right? $28 a ticket. Uh, a beer is what, $9? No. If you want a tall boy, they're at least like 10 or 11 at okay, this point. Okay, so 10 or 11. So that's one. Yep. You get a hot dog. That's if it's probably, not dollar dog night, it's probably like 5 so, or 6 yeah, bucks. So you're already spending close you're to $50, 50 bucks <laughs> for a ticket, one beer, and one hot dog. And that's not even including parking. You have to pay for parking, right. which is... Ten to which, twenty dollars yeah, anywhere, exactly. depending, on where, you depending park. On where you park. Yeah. So you're you're it's a hundred dollars per person to go to, to a game if you go by yourself, and it's free to sit at home and turn it on and watch some of the yeah. game. I will admit the Guardians do have some things that bring you to the stadium. Like I like to get a ticket to the beer, uh, the bar in the corner. Yeah. Because you get a beer with your ticket. Sure. So it's like twenty bucks, fifteen bucks, whatever it is. And they do have like the pregame beers too, like two dollars. On those right? nights, I like to go. I like to try to up. I I, I try to set a new personal record. For what's, myself. what's your record up to now? I did eight. Before the game, so it's a two-hour yes. window, right? Uh, like an hour and a half, yeah. Impressive, man. 12, I did eight beers. Twelve ounce? No, they were yeah, they were regular twelve okay. ounce Miller Lights. I did eight uh, from the time they opened the gates till the game started. Wanted to see how many I could do. It's impressive. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Number. Was that dollar dog night? Yeah, it was. So, that, so you they went like, down even better. Yeah, perfect. I had really bad diarrhea the next day, but <laughs> so worth it. So worth it. But uh, money well spent. But yeah, the Guardians really just. I mean. Again, same thing with the product. You have this team who's surprisingly winning. Again, we're three games out of first place. You have all these different things kind of going their way. You have Tito Francona, and they just won't spend money on the team. So that's why I'm saying when it comes to the trade deadline, I know they're not going to make any moves. Mm-hmm. I'm just you are like you mentioned. You're curious what they're going to do with their own team up and down in AAA to, to Major League. I mean, but this is a good time to go invest. Go go for somebody. You would think. You would think. This is your time to. It's not going to happen. You're you're either swinging for the fences or you're ready to just pack it in. And you know where are the Guardians standing? Yeah. Time will tell at the trade deadline. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they're even still winning at that point. You never know. Things can go south very quickly in baseball, as we know. A little Browns talk here for you, ladies and gents. Deshaun Watson had two more people come forward. Two more women. Uh, The one woman basically claims his jizz 
is like the magic bullet that shot JFK and went in multiple directions because she's claiming, and this is her quote, this is what she told when she filed the lawsuit, this is what she's claiming, that he pulled out his dick, lifted the towel, started jacking off while she was massaging him. She backed away because she's like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So instead of leaving the room while he's laying on a table, again, this is all accusations, just preface it with that, instead of leaving the room, if a guy starts jacking off in front of you on a bed, I've never been in that situation. I hope I never have to be in that situation. I mean, I usually stick around. I would either go to the go to the door and leave, or I'd offer him some tissues, maybe offer him a hand, you could, literally. Um, more, I heard emotional support in those scenarios is a big deal. Yeah, maybe talk him up a little bit. you got to like, cheer him on. Hey, look, good stroking. You know, you can give him some positive, uplifting Speaking thoughts. of golf, you have a great stroke game. So yeah, look at keep that. It, keep it going. Don't hit the rough. And then... Uh, so she says he starts jacking off. She doesn't know what to do, so she backs away in fear. And then he just keeps jacking off to completion. And then she claims his jizz got on her chest, her face, everywhere in her honor. While she's standing off. While she's apparently backed away and got away from him. So he has, he shoots the longest fucking ropes that a dick has ever shot. Or she's full of shit. And for those of you out there that believe in science and believe in, you know, I watched the show Dexter. I saw when he would put the little rope and he'd string out where the blood splatter goes. Dick doesn't do that. Most dicks don't. Does do he that, have I a super say. soaker that he reached? I, yeah, I mean, clearly yeah, he does. He, he pumped that thing to, to maximum capacity and <laughs> maximum psi, and he shot it all over the room. But that's the thing that it doesn't make sense to me. She's claiming it got on her face and her chest and this and that. How does that happen? I, I want to say she was up close and personal with the. Which uh, then that 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 negates her story of he started doing it i got weirded out i backed away how did it get on you that close you have to be relatively close she was really committed to uh massaging those thighs and if he's laying on the table did he stand up and chase her around the room with his dick like how does this happen this doesn't make any sense to me her story is bullshit in my opinion i'm She's even more impressed that, now with his athleticism if he's running around jerking off yeah at the same time that's that's skill i mean hey he's a pro athlete i'm sure he could do that but each drive would be like a stroke, right? And every time you run, you just go. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's your got hand his, sticks with it. He can get a massage, he can jack off, and he can get cardio in at the same time. So That's a pro athlete. How many other, how, so, so how many of these other 24, 26 women now? I think we're at 26, yeah. How many of these other 26 have these kind of stories like this where you can kind of look at it and go, really? Like, really? Hers is by far the most far-fetched. And this is the one that came out after the This HBO was number special. 25, I believe. Was this is H- a woman who, who she tried to do this initially, and they denied her claim. They said, like, you do not have a case here. Your story doesn't seem feasible. Like, we're not taking you on. But this was the HBO special out, woman, right? The, right after it aired, she came out? She, I don't think she, she wasn't in the special. But no, but she, yeah, she, yeah, she, she came watched after, it, and then she came, okay. Which yeah. makes me think it's more so, like, she sees how much money they're talking about people can get, and she's like, ooh, I want that. Yeah. Not, I mean, to, not to victim blame, but that's just how it looks to me. Here, statue limitations ends next March, so I guess get them in while you can. That's know. that's the problem right now is they're, they're doing this. They're just piling on. Um, on the bright side, though, Deshaun Watson did meet with the Cleveland media for the first time uh, one-on-one since being a, a, a Brown. And, I mean, a camera in a massage room is, is I can understand that it's kind of like you're a lot, I, I got a massage once, and I was naked in the Dominican and you do like yeah, flip, you and they hold the towel up so they don't see anything, but you have to flip over. So like a, a camera in the room, you're still seeing stuff. So it's kind of like bathroom privacy. Like I don't want a camera in my gym locker room because you're stripping down and getting naked. You want kind of you want some privacy. Well, half of these massages though took place at a hotel though. That's the other thing is like yeah, some of them home. were at a facility where it looks yeah. more and more like the Houston Texans were paying a woman God, to. They got added to the lawsuit too. Yeah, that yeah, Busby. Uh, 
did come out and say that they plan on pursuing a lawsuit against the the Texans, which I think is going to benefit Watson. Yeah, because now the Texans are going to defend themselves. Well, what's funny to me is a caller called in the other day and said, "Look, I'm I'm not trying to be conspiracy, Carl. Uh, name drop. Um, that is somebody is. It, it's funny to me that after he got after he told the Texans he was done, he wanted to be traded." Do you think the Texans then up their part- participation in this and started scheduling all these massages that he wanted and started getting all the, the kept doing and doing and doing to kind of make this more feasible? Because then not even, what, four months after he wanted traded, that's when the first ball dropped. Yeah, it almost seems no like it intended. was um, like they were setting him up. Right. As like, okay, you want traded? Well, we're going to bury you so deep that you can't get traded. Right. And they didn't think that he would go through with all this. They kind of called his bluff, and he said, fuck you. Yeah. And, again, I'll preface everything. I've said it a million times about Watson. I, I, I don't think he's a creepy person or a, a pervert or a, he's not a, a choir molester. Boy, but... I think all it is is he's got his thing sexually. Now, most people don't talk about their thing. You just hope it doesn't get out. Uh, for instance, Louis C.K. likes jerking off in front of people, but he asks permission. If they say yes, he starts jacking off. Weird? Sure. His thing? Yep. God consensual? Bless him. Yeah. Yeah, consensual. Trevor Bauer, same thing. Trevor Bauer likes extreme rough sex where he's beating the woman up, essentially. The woman wanted that, too. Belt around the neck? Consensual. Okay. Punches to the head, you know, this and that. Like, bad, rough shit. But if that's what you're into, that's their thing. That's not our business. What two consenting adults are doing is not our business. When they try to turn it into a legal thing like what's happening here, I think Deshaun Watson just likes to get massages and likes to have the woman touch his dick. That's his thing, one way or another. Whether he jacks off, whether they jack him off, whether they fuck, blowjob, whatever, that's what he's into. It is what it is. It's weird, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's... And I think it's now just women are trying to come out because they see a payday, and I hate to say that. Um, maybe some of them do have a little bit of, maybe he, you know, I'm sure they'll, he'll settle. That's going to be the end all be all of this. I think. Do you think the NFL gets involved and says, look, we're, here's what we initially want to give you is X amount of days, games or whatever. But if you settle all this shit now, then we'll go down to this. If anything, it's, it might be backwards because they can't exactly threaten him with a longer lawsuit for not settling. Cause then settling people look at as an admission of guilt. If he doesn't settle, what can the NFL really stand so you by? you think it's a game of chicken hey, right now? I beat these uh, grand juries, multiple, and now I'm in civil court and I plan on fighting that. The NFL, I can't see them coming out and being like, well, we're going to punish you more if you don't settle. So do you think this is the game of chicken right now is who gives first? Yes and Deshaun no. Deshaun or the NFL? I mean, from what I'm hearing, the NFL has a decision and it'll be coming down within probably July is what I keep hearing. Before Sometime training in July. camp. It'll be right, yeah, right before training camp. Um, I think he will appeal, rightfully so. And, you know, it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him because I think anything more than, like, four games, whatever they gave to Ben, is way too much. We had six. Ben then appealed to get Yeah, he appealed to get four. So if they gave gave Watson four after an appeal, or even even if it stayed at five or six, I could live with that. If it's anything more than that, if you're going to try to make an example out of him for allegations, I think is fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. You can't make this guy an example like Major League Baseball is doing to Trevor Bauer. I think Trevor Bauer, I've said it before, is going to sue and is going to win against Major League Baseball because what they're doing is wrong. He was cleared on everything. He didn't do anything wrong, and they're still punishing him? Yeah. That's not right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it's the NFL. I mean, they, they've punished people for doing far less. I mean, far more for less. I mean, people have killed people, and they've gotten no suspensions. I mean, right. we had someone on camera punching someone in the face, and he got next to nothing as well. So it's just weird. Well, which one? 
um, not Ray, not Ray, Ray Rice, not him, someone else, the, another, I think it was Atlanta Falcons player that got like abusive or trying uh, to think here. I know Alvin Kamara just beat a guy up in Vegas during so the So it wasn't Kamara, someone else that got like abusive, like a domestic where it was caught on camera, but like he uh, like slapped someone or whatever and they didn't do much I know to him. Joe Mixon hit a woman in college, Maybe so it got was drafted Mixon. and was fine, but she, I think she called him an N-word, so understandable in my sure, opinion. Sure, sure. But um, I mean, but I'm saying is that their their punishment is so up and down. Yeah, it, there's it, no consistency. There's whatsoever. no consistency, and again, the the best situation you can compare it to is Ben Roethlisberger because he was accused of two actual rapes. Watson's been accused of twenty something sexual misconducts, and, whatever that means. And only three of them have been actual. Yeah, three of them were actual sex, and they're sex. not even claiming that he raped them. Right. It's just they're saying that basically like. They, they couldn't say no because he's Deshaun Watson. They didn't know what to do, so they fucked him, and then now they have remorse. Yeah. Which, sorry, not a crime. You know, you go to McDonald's, you eat a double cheeseburger, it gives you diarrhea. You can't go back and sue him and want your money back because you made a bad decision. That's just life. I wish you I live could, with it, though. honey. Sorry. I wish I could. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, more, a little more bronze news here before we take a quick break. We are going to maybe see Baker on the move. I hear the Carolina things are picking up. There are some hot rumors that the Carolina Panthers are not happy with their current quarterback situation and they want to get it um, fixed before training. No, no, camp the head coach start. said Sam Darnold is quarterback number one. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you heard that with every <laughs> shitty team with every with shitty quarterbacks? They're always like, no, he is on the record at, for saying QB number one. Pete Carroll's like, yeah, it's uh, Drew Locke. You know, we're excited for Drew Locke. You think Pete Carroll really fucking thinks Drew Locke's their answer? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's their savior up there. So. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think the Browns even said Baker was our guy two days before they traded for Deshaun Watson. That's so true too. You see how that goes in the NFL. What you hear and what they do are totally different things. But again, the Browns are doing what they said they would do, is they're yep. being patient. They're sitting back. They're letting everything happen in training camps. Yep. They're letting players either get hurt or coaches decide, this is not what I want for our team. And that knowing that you have Baker Mayfield in your back pocket, a, I would assume, healthy Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. he is a desirable quarterback to a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy that maybe a, a change Just of scenery is good for him. Yeah, I mean, the Browns have upgraded. The Browns have a better quarterback on the roster, Deshaun Watson, than Baker, so they don't need him. Yep. Uh, a team like Carolina, like Seattle has, I mean, even the Giants, I've talked about them before, I don't think they do it, but a team like the Giants, you look at their quarterback room, you go, Baker's better than all of these guys. So that Those are teams that he makes sense to go to. Right now, Baker would be the best quarterback in Pittsburgh. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, I doubt he, he's not getting traded there, that that – that bridge has been crossed, but just saying teams that could definitely use an upgrade at quarterback, Baker's available. There's, there's an account on Twitter that's following every fumble that Kenny Pickett has in, in training camp. Like oh God, I, 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 have to, I have to find it and send it to you, but he's like... Hey, I would follow it, but I'd have to mute the account because he'd be tweeting so <laughs> the much. The other day they talked to a couple they had in training camp where he, the ground... Like he, he, went to, he got a shotgun ball, he got it, and he dropped the ball into the ground and got picked up by defense. So it's just hilarious watching, like, that someone's actually hands. watching it. That's honestly that's what I look most forward to about Steel City Renegades this year is being on with them and seeing how they defend the Steelers because I know <laughs> as a Browns fan I'm very critical. I will come on and talk shit about whoever fucked up. You I don't care. Suck. Most Steeler fans that I've ever met are not critical. No. They love everything they're everything they do. Their players are the best players. Like if you get into an argument of who's Minka Fitzpatrick's overrated, they'll immediately the fuck he is. He's so good. Best safety ever. Miles Garrett greater than. Uh, TJ Watt, it's proven statistically by pro football focus guys who dive deep into like players and their specific stats. Steeler fans, no way, he's not better. He won a defensive player of the year. Like, that's the end all be all. They don't look into like, 
okay, well, he's getting triple teamed and doesn't have Cam Hayward next to him. I could go on about this forever, but basically, fuck the Steelers. You digress, though. Yeah, I digress. Um, before we go to break, though, a couple things. When we come back, we're going to do a thing called One Year Wonders, where we're going to talk about all over the, the, the country players that had one year of greatness and then fell back to earth immediately after. And next week, because we want to get you guys involved, everybody watching at home, come up with a list now. We're going to do Cleveland one-year wonders next week. This year, this week, we specifically avoided Cleveland players, so we could do them all next week. So how we're going to do it is NFL, MLB, NBA, and college. <clears throat> what I mean by that is a guy in college who was really good, suckered a Cleveland team into drafting them, and then they sucked ass when they got here. Yep. So that's kind of what we're looking for. You'll understand more when we talk here right after break. We're going to do our nationwide one-year wonders. We hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, and one more thing. I didn't put this on the docket, but I just want to give a shout-out to Dustin Brown, uh, the Kings captain. The Los Angeles Kings is retiring. Uh, great player. I only own one NHL sweater, they call it, not a jersey. And it is a Dustin Brown one. And... He is officially retired after their season ended. This happened weeks ago. I just haven't had a chance to talk about it. I kind of forgot to bring it up on the show. Uh, but I'm an L.A. Kings fan. Seeing him retire really sucks. He's the captain. Saw him win two Stanley Cups with the Kings. It was awesome. Uh, shout out to him for getting out. He has no teeth left, but that's the price you pay to play hockey. Yeah, hockey. Hockey's such a better sport than golf. It's not even close. Uh, speaking of, we are in the Stanley Cup Finals with the Avalanche taking on the... Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning going for the three-peat. They've won back-to-back. They're going for three, three in a row three here. Right now. Wow. And it is 3-3 in the third period, so that should be a hell of a series. Uh, but with that, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to do some ads, and then we're going to come right back. We're going to do the one-year wonders, and we're going to wrap all this shit up. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Think of your list now while, again, we're doing the same sports. NFL, NBA, MLB, NCAA. Give, come up with your thoughts in the comments. Yeah, drop the comments in while we're, we're doing gonna ours. We're going to name ours. Tell us what you think. If we missed anybody, let us know. We'd love to hear it. So we'll talk to you guys in, like, Five minutes. We'll see you. We are here with your favorite part of the show. That's right, everybody. Ads. The money makers. It really is. If we don't do this, we don't have a show to do. So without further ado, we are coming to you live from the Growing Wings Adult Services state-of-the-art studio number two. Contact Lisa Summers if you are looking for anybody to take care of adults with disabilities. For more information, for more information call 234 334 7547 today. State of the art is the understatement because we only come to you live from this beautiful studio f- because of one reason, obviously, other than Dave and Lee, is because Wiggins uh, Construction came in here and made this studio look what it looks like. It's amazing. Everything you need for a studio, it's perfect. Um, Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement, all your bathroom, kitchen, windows, door siding, and much more. Give Will a call today at 440 731 7654. Tell them that Redline Radio sent you. You know, I really could have used them over the weekend because uh, we're doing some renovation work in the basement, and my you, wife is super break? cheap. No, we didn't break anything. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, it broke my spirit because I hate doing housework, but we were renovating the basement a little bit. And I told my wife, I'm like, we need to call Wiggins because I hate doing this shit. My motto is hire somebody to, to else to do it. That's do my less, motto. Do, do less for more. And uh, lo and behold, she said, no, we're, we're not spending money. So we, of course, did it ourselves. And that was a grueling weekend and more of it to look forward to this weekend. Can't wait. Um, however, one thing I am very excited about coming up in July that I haven't mentioned yet on the show, I'll do a plug for it another time. But uh, my wife's uncle, he just beat uh, brain cancer. They found tumors in his head. He was able to beat it. That's awesome. And they're doing a fundraiser for him on July 30th. And... I reached out to a few people, uh, a few companies that do autographs and memorabilia and stuff, and I just said, 
I'm looking to buy something cheap and or looking for anything. If you have any stuff you'd like to donate for a raffle basket because all the proceeds are going to the family to help with medical bills, I reached out to one of one sports cards memorabilia. Really? And I reached out to a lot of different people, and sports one of one were the only people to reply. That's amazing. So they actually came back, and they said they're going to speak with the, the, with the, the crew, and they're going to get back to me and let me know what they can do. So shout out to them. But uh, if you're That's looking amazing. to buy anything, support a great company, one of one sports cards memorabilia. They're located at 13221 Prospect Road in Strongsville. Give them a call, 440-638-4044. Tell them JG sent you. This is probably going to mean something now if they hook me up with this for this fundraiser. <laughs> Saying JG sent me, we're going to have a little bit of a connection here. So this is how it happens, folks. You have um, just thought it into existence. I really have. It's turned into a thing. But, yeah, shout out to them. Honestly, they were the... They're the only people that have have responded and said that they're going to look into it and do what they can. July thirtieth, you said. Yep. I think I, I think I said yes. I'm going to. I can't wait. That's a good cause. Um, Absolutely. Go spend He's money. a great guy. He's a huge Browns fan. If yeah. you're a Cleveland fan out there, again, I'll, I'll make it my just the tip in the coming weeks, maybe next episode, to get more people involved because I wanted to wait. They're going to do a GoFundMe page. They haven't set that up yet, so I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens. Right. That's awesome. I'm glad you beat it. That's great. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of good companies, another great company that I've utilized is uh, Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning. Um, I have I never cleaned the trash bins when I bought this house two years ago, and they were due. They were completely disgusting. So they came out. They they put them on their machine. They sprayed them out. They cleaned them out. They sanitized them. They made them look pristine as as best you could. Um, and they smell. They smell a lot better just to put more trash in them. But um, you know what? <clears throat> they did a great job. I recommend them. I know we always have those trash bins that need cleaned out. So give them a call at four four zero seven five two one five three three. Um, mention Redline Radio while you book a service, and guess what? You will receive 10% off your first cleaning. Now, if you're sitting at home right now and you're watching the show, if you're listening, obviously, then this doesn't mean anything to you and you can change it. I'm just kidding. But if you're watching it, you can see right now, I have a lot of tattoos. This is just what you can see on my arms. I have them on my body, my legs, my chest, etc. cetera. Um, Everywhere. I really do. I want more. And in order to get more, you got to go to a tattoo shop. So I need to hit up Tattoo Therapy, Inc. They are the new official sponsor of Redline Radio and Money's Crazy Mind. And they are located in Parma, right next to uh, Penn Station Subs, if you're familiar with that area. Parma Heights-ish, if you will. I'm very familiar. It's not far from me at all, so I need to get in contact with them. Get in there and get some work done. Um, free consultations. They're going to want to make sure you're on the same page with your artist. They're going to draw something fresh up for you. You can go in and pick something off the wall if you, if you like that. I used to do that when I was younger. When I first started getting tattoos, I didn't know that they would design something. So I'd walk in, I'd flip through the pages, and I'd say, give me that, give me that. And then I'd go in the back and get a couple tattoos. Now that I know a little bit more, I plan on calling them at 440-747-7130 or visiting at 6259 Pearl Road, Parma Heights, Ohio. Uh, check them out, Tattoo Therapy, Inc. Uh, great artists, great people. They look forward to working with you, and you're going to look forward to working with them. That's awesome. Speaking of awesome designs, you want to get tattoos in your body, you want to design stuff on your body. If you want to design stuff on a shirt you want to wear, any kind of designs, hats, T-shirts, whatever you want done, um, you want to go over to Incredible Keepsakes. Um, they've done some of the shirts at the, that the station we wear um, or some people wear, polos. They put shirts, the name on I've it. I've heard about these yeah, shirts. I, I've heard the rumors. I've heard they're beautiful shirts. I just I don't have one. Um, great hats, whatever. They will take care of you at Incredible Keepsakes. Um, and, and Diane famous quote all of all time is cherished moments are made to last forever so trust me go to their website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com and uh, tell them redline sent you she'll be able to give you all the options and anything you need uh, they're worth checking out now my wife for a living she does hair she's a hairstylist mostly women predominantly women occasionally she does a men's cut here and there but it's expensive she does good work don't get me wrong but 
Sometimes a guy just wants to go sit down at a, at a barber shop, shoot the shit sure. with a guy. Absolutely. You want to have some sports talk. You want to talk about chicks and beef jerky and all that shit and riverboat gambling trips, you know, what guys do. And some guys don't know where to go. And I know that because I see people walking on the street. I look at their haircut and I think, man, that's one ugly fucking guy. He's so fucking ugly. Like, how does he look in the mirror and go, this is this looks good. My hair, what I did today looks good. And I'm not making fun of Kyle here. I don't want anybody to think I'm doing a callback. <laughs> but I see guys with really bad haircuts, and I'm just like, man, what the hell are they thinking? Lo and behold, our problems just got solved because we have a new sponsor on this show, and they knew what I was talking about because they named themselves after my dilemma that I, I deal with by looking at these ugly people. They fix ugly because their company is called I Fix Ugly, the barbershop in, in P- Cleveland, Parma, Ohio. It's on 4497 State Road, right in my old stomping grounds in the Parma District. Uh, 216-400-6969, what a great number. I'd pay, for, I'd pay good money for that number personally. But they fix ugly. Go in, get your ears lowered. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make you look good. They're going to give you a crisp cut. Check them out. I think my hair looks great today, by the way. I'm not, I'm not wearing a hat. I don't have hat hair today. I mean, the little hair that I do have. Um, but, you know, you, you get hat hair by wearing a hat, by wearing sometimes helmets. You know who, was, who wears helmets? People who race fucking trucks. And Steelers fans. And Steelers fans. <laughs> yes. Um, CR, CRS Truck Series. It's a, it's a truck series that Dave is very, very proud of. He does the uh, play-by-play, I believe. He does. Um, he is loving that, honestly. Absolutely. I mean, I like I said, I think we talked about the last time we were on the air. They actually re- they had live on Redline Radio the live race of the truck series. It yep. was kind of cool to watch all these trucks running around the track. Was, I'm not I'm not big in the racing per se. NASCAR, it's not my sport, um, but I'll tune in. It was fun to watch. It was a good time to watch. I mean, I'm sure going to the races is far better. Um, just you go drink some beers, hang out with the boys, and watch some cars go around the track. But um, CRS Truck Series, they are the premier race series of Redline Radio. If you ever want sponsorship opportunities, you want to give Billy a call over at 216-217-5038. Um, it's worth checking out. Next time around Redline, take, take a watch for a while. Speaking of Redline Radio, you're here for talking about balls right now, but did you know that Redline Radio has a show every day of the week, multiple times a day? Great content, great hosts, great people. You're going to want to check it out. Uh, quick plug also for this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, is the Celebrity All-Star Game. Oh, is it, Tim? I think it's this Saturday, the 18th, right? Give it up to Redline Radio's own. You got Lex Vegas. You've got Dave. 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 I I haven't seen Dave in a while. He hasn't been in the studio. He's working multiple jobs. And are they gonna re- Are they gonna record this like an N one mixtape? I hope not for Dave's sake. I think they might have some camera there. I don't know how much. I know some shows will be streaming live. Lex will be streaming live. Yeah. Lex uh, is gonna be there. I'm gonna talk to the pregame. See if they want to do it there. Um, visually, I don't know if we'll be able to see it. I but want highlights. It would be nice. Least. We'll see what if you do. give me some highlights, we'll talk about it next time we're on the show. I just, I, I look, I, I, we will I, John I look Madden. forward to, we'll to John Dave. Madden this. Dave started working a lot more. We've had a lot of hot days. Hopefully it, that helped him lose some weight, get himself into game shape. He's ready to go. He's got I know football. Dave was wearing like 25 layers today when it was he's 95 sweating degrees it out. He's getting himself in game shape. I respect that. He's got basketball to play. He's got football to play. It's going to be a full day, full event. Uh, a lot of guys from Redline Radio are going to be well represented there, so that's going to be awesome. That's awesome. Um, but if you can't make it to that, like I can't personally, I've got my house renovations and shit going on. Um, if you can't make it, you can still check out everybody's shows. Like I said, you have Lex Vegas, who's got a show seven to eight. You've got Club Pizzle, new show, new show. going on. Uh, what is tomorrow's going to be week three for him? I, I think. think so. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you've got uh, Club Pizzle from nine to ten that just started June second. Money's crazy soundtrack on Thursday nights. But if you're busy on Thursdays, like sometimes we all do. You could check them on any other night of the week because you've got Tuesday. Tim Buck, Tuesday, our very own, 6 to 8, killing it. 
doing his thing. If you're a fan of Tim with us, you're going to be a fan of Tim's show. I know I am. I know Kyle is. I tell everybody to listen to it. I check it out every week. It's great. Uh, Wednesdays, leading us in. You've got Sugar and Spice and Continuing to Serve. Friday nights, of course, you got Money's Crazy Mind. It's different from Money's Crazy Soundtrack. Money does a lot of shit, so he's got different nights of the week to do it all. He's everywhere. And then coming up soon, you're going to have Steel City Renegades coming back Sunday night, 7 to 9. We're going to have them on our show probably next episode. I'm going to reach out to them. They could come on with us. We'll do a little NFL preview and uh, let them kind of get themselves back in the swing of things because they haven't done their show in a while. they got to dust off the old windpipe to, uh, to get going. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's only fitting that they come be on the show of, show of champions for an episode to kind of who better to learn from than the best. That's how I look at it. <laughs> So we're going to have them on and, uh, you know, check out everybody from Redline Radio. If I sat here and read the rest of this list, I mean, look at it. it I'd be here till the end of the show, and I just don't have time for that. But check it out on your own and uh, give Redline all the love. And then I don't think we're going to take another break. We're going to go Fuck right it. back Let's into it. Yeah, Doing it live. Doing it live. live. We are Let's go. rolling with it. It is time for One Year Wonders. Now, I told you guys at home to get your list going. I have mine. Kyle has his. We're coming up with our our Cleveland list for two weeks from tonight. We'll be yep. doing that. So, again, NFL, NBA, MLB, college. The collegiate one is a guy that was good for a year or so, kind of duped a Cleveland team into taking them. That's next week. Came to the pros. Two weeks. In two weeks. And sucked. That's the Cleveland one. So, for those of you at home, do your homework. Come prepared. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be people I never even thought of that we've forgotten, and I want all of your guys' names. So, fill me with them. Uh, That's what she said. It is, unless she's with the Sean Watson. Because then she said it and then regretted it. Then she said put it in her face. Uh, My first one for the NFL, One Year Wonder, is a guy that I did not like coming out of college. I fought with my uncle daily. This is NFL? Regularly. This is NFL. He wanted the Browns to trade up and draft this guy in the worst way. Said he is a franchise-changing, greatest quarterback he's ever seen. And thank God they didn't. And that would be... Robert Griffin III, RG3, who did hey, he had a, he came to Cleveland for a cup of coffee, Suck. and he sucked. He was not very good. He, he's a one-year wonder, in my opinion, because, uh, well, I'll let Kyle tell his. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll break down why, but my pick is Robert Griffin III. All right. <clears throat> Mine for the NFL is Icky Woods. You know, back in the day for the Cincinnati Bengals, I remember the Icky Shuffle. A little before my time. Have we never I, done, I'm familiar with it. Have we ever yeah. done the Icky Shuffle by ordering lunch meat at a store? Tim, anybody? No? Okay. Um, just cold cut. Do the cold cut. He knows. It's <laughs> a good commercial. Um, do the cold cut. <laughs> didn't he spike like a sandwich he did. or he something? He spiked it on the fucking <laughs> Really good commercial. Um, but yeah, so Icky Woods was my pick. So why is RG3 yours? So RG3 came out of the draft with a lot of hype. He was a Baylor. Uh, he was a, a you know super athletic quarterback. He ran like Lamar Jackson. He had a better arm than Lamar Jackson, so he was a better quarterback. Fun to watch, yeah. Really fun. Entertaining, but I saw that and I thought, this isn't going to translate well into the NFL. I just don't see it happening that way. Uh, he's kind of small. He's injury prone. He runs the ball a little too much. A lot of stop and perfect. go movement with him, too. Yeah. Um, what'd you say, Tim? Which is kind of perfect. You got the knee brace in the picture. Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happened to him. So he, had, I think he got hurt a couple times in college. Then the Redskins traded up to the number two overall pick that year. Uh, I think it was behind Andrew Luck, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. It was the same year. And RG3 was drafted. Came out rookie of the year. On fire. Took, took him to the playoffs. In said playoff game against the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. Snap. Tried to run. Uh, touchdown in. Blew his knee out. That was all she wrote. And his career had never recovered. He he struggled to stay healthy and struggled to, to be productive with the Redskins. He was... Uh, 
release, if I'm not mistaken. He found his way in Cleveland. He's, he was the backup in Baltimore for a couple of years. Just never latched on with anybody. was never the same player. Uh, so for me, it, I don't want to say I'm happy to see a guy get hurt, but I do feel a little bit of joy when I say something and I truly believe it, and then it happens. Like RG3, I told my uncle, I said, this guy is not going to be good in the NFL. His game doesn't translate. He's too small. He's going to get hurt. Lo and behold, that all happened. Yeah. Is he kind of cheating that you used him because he was a Cleveland Brown? Ooh. No, because I, we're, I'm, I'm, his year of one year wonder didn't happen in Cleveland, oh. so I feel like that negates that's, it. Cause that's he, the escape he came clause here there. And, I mean, he didn't do anything here. It's not like we signed him and they were like, "This is our franchise changing quarterback." You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm saying it doesn't count. <laughs> um, Icky Woods, my mine's pretty simple. I mean, I know we we when you texted your list this morning. Technically, I actually now that I look at my list, I have two more guys that spent time in Cleveland. <laughs> Oh, on your list? Very brief, but they did spend a little nice. bit of time. Two more on top of RG3. Uh, Icky Woods, 1988 um, season rookie, came out, had a hell of a year. This is the year the Bengals went to the World, uh, World Series. Wow, Super Bowl against the uh, 49ers, I believe. Um, had a hell of a year rushing back then, 1,066. Um, I think he's close to winning, I think, rookie of the year or whatever. The next three seasons, the most yards he rushed for was 268 yards. And yeah, Nick so Chubb he... could do that in about a week or two. So he that's, uh, that's had the icky shuffle back in the day, the whole dance. It was a big thing, you know, for Cincinnati that year. Sure. But he only played four years in the NFL. Yep. Those next three years, done, out of it, and um, no longer. That's all he's famous for, not not playing football. It's just that icky shuffle. That is why NFL sometimes can stand for not for long. Yep. But yeah, now that I look at my list, I do have it. And I think that, if anything, that just shows you how, many, how, how Cleveland many, has yeah, been transient. over the last 25, 30 years, whatever, where we're willing to bring in guys who everybody else knows sucks, and we're like, please, come to Cleveland. And they're terrible, and they come here, and they don't do shit. That's so a big name. Sign them. It's Suck. fitting. Uh, NBA, we're going to move on. Oh, actually, I'm Bo. sorry. Honorable mentions. I have an honorable mention for who I almost picked for my one-year wonder. Okay. I almost picked Michael Clayton. For those of you that don't remember, he was drafted – uh, I think it was 2006 or something like that. He came in his rookie year. He had 80 catches. He had 1,200 yards receiving, seven touchdowns. He went on to have three career touchdowns the rest of his career. At least he tried. He had seven in his rookie year, and he had three for the rest of his entire life in the NFL. Uh, just a horrible, horrible career. He was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a first-round pick. Again, great rookie season, 80 catches, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. You're looking at that, and you're going, we have future Randy Moss right yep. here. And not quite. He went on to be terrible. So he was my honorable mention for NFL. Do you have a second guy by chance? Yeah, my honorable mention was David Tyree. So we say the the greatest catch. Right. We say one year wonder. Mine's a one play wonder. So the only thing he's known for (laughs) is the bubblegum catch to the helmet in the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. that won the Giants the Super Bowl that year. That catch he came down to where he caught it on top of his head. Um, but yeah, David Tyree. I mean, he did shit before that. He's done shit after that, and that's there you go. That's all he's known for. But I also feel like that's almost like a good thing, though. Not a good thing. Like he, obviously, he wanted his went career out, went to be on better. Top, yeah. But not even that. Like just he's known for the greatest catch in a Super Bowl, arguably. So it's like he didn't do anything any other year. He's got a Super Bowl ring, so it's more than I do. But he caught the know. greatest catch you might ever see in a Super Bowl. Won a championship. Ooh, I don't so know like, about that. He's known for it. What do you think it would be? Antonio Holmes in the corner. No, that did. I think Dude, that was, that, was a better catch. I don't know. That's Antonio Holmes' catch where his feet were almost out of bounds. And that he, was just, he tapped the toes that in. That was just good athleticism. But to catch a That's ball, a hell of a catch, pin though. it to your helmet. I, I mean, I get it. It's a great catch. but I'm going David Tyree. Fans, you vote. I'm going David Tyree. I mean, I'm not even a Steelers fan, but I will say it's, a, it's one of the best catches. It was catches. a good catch, but I think David Tyree's is like, when you think of a great Super Bowl catch, that's the first one everyone thinks okay. of, right. in my opinion. 
Um, NBA, moving on. My pick for one-year wonder. Now, this one's kind of difficult because he had a couple other similar years, but I'm more so going off of what the media tried to portray him. Okay. And that is Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity. <laughs> he was fun to watch for that year. He was with the Knicks. Uh, mine was Tyreek Evans. from. Uh, he started off in uh, Sacramento, Sacramento, and then he went, I think, to the Pacers, another team. But They bounced around uh, a little Yeah, he bit. did bounce around a lot after that, but Tyreek Evans is my pick. So as you can see behind me, Lin Sanity. Time. He made the cover Time of magazine. Time Magazine. He was in the top 100 like influential people of the world. He, his, you, you couldn't watch NBA without hearing about Jeremy Lin. He wasn't even that good. He averaged like 18 points that year. He just had some big plays. He just he came up big in a few games. He helped the Knicks, who were a bad team. He helped them win some games. Um, more power to him, but the fact that he he turned into a thing of Lin Sanity and this and that, and he's played on 100 different teams since then. He's no longer in the NBA, of course, but he took the world by storm yeah. overnight. And I remember I had an argument with a guy, because this was his 2011 to 2012 season, I had an argument with a guy who was telling me that Jeremy Lin's a better point guard than Kyrie Irving or a better basketball player than Kyrie Irving. This was a legitimate argument that I was having with, at the time, my cousin's boyfriend. They're no longer together. Thank God she saw the, the light at the end of the tunnel and she thought a little wiser. But he legitimately said Jeremy Lin was better than Kyrie Irving. And I was like, I can't really talk basketball with you ever again with comments like that. That's like how I get with people. I always tell them like, I just I can't talk sports with you. People anymore. are allowed to have bad takes, but then when you have a really bad take, yeah. it's like we're done talking. I will talking. put up with a lot, but there are some times where people say some <laughs> shit where I literally just respond with, "I can't talk sports with you," and then I, I they think you I'm joking and they suck. send me like laughing emojis. I'm like, no, I really you're the dumbest person I've ever talked to. We'll talk about the weather from now on. Yeah, like just tell me how things are with you. I don't ever want to talk. He sports took the, with you. he took NBA by storm the year he's in New York because he had a lot of big plays. Everyone was watching. People were going to the games, and of course, he he brought in the entire like the Asian community, the Asian for sure. community. And that's a that huge was, demographic that oh, the NBA yeah. has has grasped onto. Uh, the one thing though with with Jeremy Lin is statistically he's had similar years to the year that he had in New York when he was on. on he's fire. a serviceable player. Very I mean, serviceable. I yeah. think he actually averaged like 18 points a few years ago. I think he was with Toronto or something, if I'm not mistaken. He had some decent years, but the fact that he just overnight was like the face of the NBA and had a nickname, the cover of Time Magazine, all for what? To just eventually just back off into the distance and be a role player that no yep. one ever really heard of. Yep. So it's, it's he, that's why he made my list. Uh, Tyreek Evans, he was... Uh, I. I remember when he came out and he was drafted by the Kings, had a hell of a rookie season. Like he came out on fire. Like they, the Kings literally shifted their next three seasons around drafting to support Tyreek Evans because that's how much they believed in him. And after his rookie season, he did shit. Like he didn't do much. He was very, very, I think he had like nine or 10 points per game, like two or three assists per game. Not a, not a guard you want to build around. No, like he, those are Isaac Okoro numbers. Yeah, his, his, he fell in his and face. And that's not a compliment. And the Kings tried to build around him. They failed at it. I think Tyreek left after four years, went to another team. But I mean, he was great for the one year. He was fun to watch. And their Kings like, yeah, we got the guy we want. And he did nothing after that. So my honorable mention for the NBA sure. is a guy who, again, had a cup of coffee in Cleveland, Andrew Bynum. Mm, Bynum. Andrew Bynum was drafted. He was a first-round draft pick. I think he was, like, number 10. He was the youngest player drafted of all time at, like, 17 years old. He had all this hype. He got to play with Kobe. I think he won a championship or two. But it took him six years to get to an All-Star game. He did it, and everyone thought, okay, it took him a while because he was young, but he, he found himself. And after that, he blew. He hurt his knee, bounced around from team to team. Like I said, he came to Cleveland. He went to a bunch of different teams. So Andrew Bynum, for me, is a one-year wonder. Uh, then I just think with the hype that he got of being 
fresh out of high school, super young first round draft pick to the Lakers of all teams. You're on, you know, one of the best dynasty teams in, in, in NBA history. Uh, all to just do pretty much nothing. Uh, yeah. He bowled pretty well. Is he a good bowler? <laughs> yeah, no, that's just that he hurt his though. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. No shit. That's right. I forgot about that. Wow, that's a good pick. I and like then he that. came to Cleveland with him. a dumbass haircut and sat on the bench in a fucking suit and did nothing. Paid him to do nothing. Yep, pretty much. So uh, Andrew Bynum was my honorable mention. My honorable mention was Jerome Jones. You remember this guy? Mm, vaguely. He uh, had he played, and I'm not lying about this stat, he played 13 games. Okay. In the 2000, I believe, four season, he averaged 12.4 points per game, eight and a half rebounds, had a hell of a year, did well in the playoffs for this team. I think he played for the Bucks then. Did well in this team. Did so well that the Knicks offered him a $30 million contract and signed him for a four-year deal where he went on to average 4.3 points per game and 2.1 rebounds per game for the next five years. And if you look it up, you Google it, he's the nightmare in New York because that was the... One of the dumbest signings the Knicks ever had. And they've had a lot of dumb signings, but... It, it, it's something about New York and especially the, the the ones that have orange in their uniforms yeah. because they have not only done that with, with Jerome Jones, um, uh, excuse me, patented J.G. Burp. Um, they did it just last year with Julius Randle. Yep. They did it with Kemba Walker. Yep. They did it in, in a different sport, but baseball, the Bobby Bonilla Day. They're still paying Bobby, Bobby Bonilla. What a like hell the Mets and, and the Knicks just make that day's coming up. Surely it's July. It is. I think it's July yeah. something. So yeah, Bobby Bonilla will be getting a fresh million dollars deposit into into his Such bank account. Such a nice career. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, he one good and even a year. He had 13 games where he did well in the playoffs. Was on national TV. Sure. Everyone watched him. The Knicks were like, we want that guy. Paid him 30 million dollars to do absolute fucking shit. Idiots. That's just what the Knicks do. It's what New York teams do. They're very dumb. Uh, now we're on to baseball. My pick, MLB. who I apparently stole this from Kyle. This is who he was going to pick, but I think it was so obvious. Yeah, it's a pretty obvious uh, pick. Brady Anderson was my my pick. Yeah, man, he tortured the Indians back in the day. When and this played. is another guy that he, he played on the Indians for one year. Yeah. By that, point, like, by that point, nobody remembered. It was literally was the Brady. final year of his career. Yeah. It was 2002. <laughs> he played here for, I think he was here for like 30 games. By, by that like point, that. nobody remembers he was uh, Brady Anderson at no. that point. Uh, mine's Rick Ankiel. He was a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's yep. jumped around a couple other teams, but uh, um, that was my pick for the, uh, uh, the one-year wonder. What, what do you got for Brady? So I went with Brady Anderson because his 1996 season was historic. He had 50 home runs. He had 100-something RBI. He was very, very heavily linked to juicing oh, yeah. and steroids, and that explains did why he, ever he had 50 to it, though? I don't even No, he never did. It. Yeah. So he had 50 home runs that year. He was an all-star. He, he, you know, he got some MVP votes, et cetera. And he never hit, like here, I got it right here, 50 home runs, never hit 24, or never hit more than 24 another year in his career. So half, less than half. He lost his eye for the ball. That was it. And then 110 <laughs> RBI, and his maximum in his career was 80 after Jesus. that. So it's not a huge drop-off. I mean, he only got 30 RBI. That's not terrible. But the home runs is where it just screams steroids because how do you go from – 24 is your career high. That was 97? 50. 97? 96 was his good year. Because the McGuire was, year was, what, 97, 98? The year yeah, after so, that? So. Yeah, so that was like right when the steroid era was starting yep. to get going. And that's why everyone's like, who the fuck is Brady Anderson? How yep. is he doing this? But that's what he did with the Orioles. Such, I mean, it's so wild, majestic watch him hit those balls off that, that building back there. Because that's Yeah, I mean, he, he could crush boom. it. But again, one year of 50 home runs and then never hit yep. more than 24. Uh, Rick Ankiel, great, great pitcher for the one year. He finished second in Rookie of the Year voting. 
um, was I think he had like a 2.1 or a 1.9 ERA for the year. Led the Cardinals to the playoffs. And guess what? Got to the playoffs. This guy could not hit the fucking strike zone. Could not strike. He could not throw people out. He could not get batters out. He melted down in the playoffs. And because of that, I think mentally when it comes to pitching, he never got his form back again. He uh, he was not the same pitcher. He couldn't do it again. He just he lost it. He fell out of the league. It's crazy. Yes, I mean, I, this isn't my runner-up. This is just a different, a different story. But if you guys remember Chuck Knobloch, who uh, eventually got the yips, yeah, oh, yeah, he couldn't throw the ball from second base to the to the first baseman. Those he, are true things that happen. It's a real thing. Yeah. Like he literally was a very good second baseman. He was with the Yankees. He was with the Twins. I really liked Chuck Knobloch when I was a kid. And then one day, just got the yips. Couldn't throw the ball to first base anymore. And that was it. His career was done. I mean, not a one year wonder because he had a very good career. But uh, it is just funny how some guys, pro athletes, just lose it. Yeah, it happens. It's it's, it's crazy how you some over, of them it happens. You a overthink a others. situation, and you just... and you never get out of your own head. That's why a lot of guys you don't know about it, but like they'll go to sports psychiatrists and stuff like that. Like that's a real thing. Uh, my runner-up for baseball, though, is Chase Headley. For those of you that don't remember him, he was with the Saint, uh, the San Diego Padres way back in the day. And he was a his one great year. He was a Gold Glove winner, Silver Slugger winner. He was fifth voted for MVP. Uh, he had 31 home runs, 115 RBI. Never in his career hit more than 15 home runs ever. Jesus. Except for that one year. And never had more than 64 RBI ever again. And it was honestly his last year in San Diego. They were ready to get rid of him. And they, they had, he had to play for something. I forgot exactly what happened. I think somebody got hurt or whatever, so he ended up having to play. And went on to have that great year. And then they let him go, and he never did shit again. His career was over. So look up Chase Headley. Pretty interesting story from not too long ago. I think it was like early 2000s he did yeah, all that. That's awesome. So he was my runner-up. Uh, my runner-up was Dontro Wellis. Remember him from the Marlins? The, I do. Uh, the high kick leg pitcher. I do. I thought he had a few good years. He had two good years. Okay. First year was great. Second year was manageable. He was okay. But then after that, he just could he couldn't put it together. Like he couldn't get people out. He couldn't get batters out. They tried to move him to the the bullpen, and he fell fell out of the league. He's currently 40 years old, and as as of what I read the report today, he's still trying to try out for teams to be part of their bullpen just to come in and help, and he's, he can never catch on. But he was a big, hot topic for a couple of years. I thought he retired. I thought officially he announced it not no, long ago. No, I, I thought I read an article today when I was looking this up that he has been trying out for maybe some minor league teams to get back into baseball. I think we read the same article because I was looking up Dontrell Willis, yeah, too. Yeah. I think that article is from, like, 2011 or something. Was it that old? I think maybe it was. It was. was it Bleacher be... Report by chance? If you no, it wasn't. It was CBS Sports. Okay. Yeah, because one of the articles said he's still trying out for teams, but then I looked at the date and it was like was 2014 it or something. But yeah, I mean, I remember Dontrell back in the oh, day because he, he was a big that talk. Late the, kick, big yeah, lefty. Yeah, absolutely. But he had like two good years, and then from there, it just it went away. He went, he moved to the back of the thing. He fell into the bullpen and out of the league, basically. So it happens. Yeah, similar. You had two lefty pitchers that just got the yips and couldn't do their job anymore. Yeah, it happens. Uh, now we're on to college. My my number one. We're doing. I did NBA or uh, football and basketball, so there's no runner-ups. I did two of each. I did one football of each. for both. So my first one is Zach Wilson. It's so recent. Quarterback of BYU. Um, I know it is, but more so just looking at his career so far in the NBA. You just love shitting on your Jets fans. And yeah, I mean it's fitting. But I'll let you go ahead and give your pick before I break it down. Uh, mine was it was tough. I mean, I'll talk about my runner-up. It was Tim Tebow. Um, obviously, one of the biggest names in college football. Sure. And then he gets the NFL and just want want. Fucking Mormon Manziel behind me with this big stupid head. <laughs> um, I was gonna pick the picture that had him the one year where he kind of like shaved his head around. Oh, he had the Friar Tuck. He had the Friar Tuck yeah. look, but I figure I'd go with this one. He looks a little yeah, more so badass Zach, here. Zach Wilson played at BYU. Uh, he wasn't very good his first two years. Then his third and final year at, as, at uh, 
as, as quarterback, he did well enough to pull the wool over the Jets' eyes to where they traded up for the number two overall pick for him. They drafted him. He was really bad. Uh, they were actually better without him a couple of games. Um, I don't think he's going to live up to the hype. I just don't think he's a good quarterback, personally. I don't think he's playing at a team at, at a college like BYU. You didn't play against good opponents. The hardest opponent he ever played against was Coastal Carolina, who at the time were ranked, and he struggled mightily against them. I think they ended up losing. Uh, so I just don't think he's a good NFL quarterback. I don't think his game translates. A lot of times when guys go to small schools, that's definitely something to take into consideration because the competition you're facing doesn't necessarily reflect your stats. And I think he pulled one on the Jets, and it couldn't happen to a better team. I hate him. Mm-hmm. So fuck Zach Wilson and fuck the Jets, and I think he sucks. And he was a one-year wonder in college. I uh, I think I think Tim Tebow ranks up there with um, Reggie Bush as probably the two prolific uh, college football players of all time, right? Sure. Uh, what they did in college, how big they were, how much they got watched. Uh, Tim Tebow got drafted, and I think everyone knew going into it that Tim Tebow's game was never going to translate to NFL football. No, one of the worst draft picks of all yeah, time when, it, uh, what's his face, uh, Josh McDaniels traded up for him. Yeah. Everybody in the, I, I was at that draft. I remember everybody yeah. looking at each other like, what the fuck? Did they really just trade up for Tim Tebow? Everybody's yeah. like, he's getting fired. Like, yeah. we knew it was short lived. His biggest highlight, I think his only highlight, was the the year that they beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Touchdown to Demarius yeah, Thomas. Right. But again, it was a quick slant. It wasn't even yeah, like no, a he, great. He just, he just got the ball where he needed to yeah, go. It wasn't and like some receiver he did fitted everything. in a tight window and did something immaculate. It was just, hey, this guy's open. Let me just throw it to him and he's going to do the rest. It just, he, he never put Very it together. Baker Mayfield esque, <laughs> if I may say. The receiver does all the work. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing much of a career. I think um, you know he he retired or he went away from football for a while. He came back last year or the year before as a try to set out for a tight end. Yeah, for he, Jacksonville. He went, to, he went to the Jets. He did he did nothing there. Tried baseball. He played with the Mets organization a couple, a couple yep. of years of minor league ball, and then yeah, went to uh, followed his boy Herb in. Uh, Jacksonville tried to be a Never. tight end, got embarrassed in the first preseason yep. game against the Browns, he's, whiffed he's, on a bunch of blocks, and got cut the next day. He's good at doing commentary and talking about college football. Sure, like that's where he needs to be at. Um, but yeah, this was this was one of my biggest uh, wow bust coming into co- in the NFL. Yeah, he was a bum. All right, uh, next and next up for me is I'm um, going to basketball side. Adam Morrison. <laughs> Gonzaga. Adam Morrison out of Gonzaga from, uh, what was it, 2006 March Madness fame. You guys might remember him. And then uh, Lex the stash, his. The stash. It's, he has a good uh, mustache. Mine was Jamarcus Russell from LSU. Okay. That was, uh, if you remember, great college quarterback. Yeah. Got drafted to the Raiders. Number one overall pick. And shit went downhill from there. Was a fucking bum. He was one of the, that was one of the worst draft picks of all time, honestly. It has to be. Um, yeah. For me, though, Adam Morrison, I picked him because he – Became a household name during March Madness. He had a very good career at Gonzaga. Obviously, his third and final season there was his best. Took them deep into the the March Madness uh, bracket. I, got, I think he got them to like the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker. He was he's famous for the picture of him crying on the court when they lost. Brought a lot of energy, heart, and soul to the team, and got drafted third overall by at the time the Charlotte Bobcats, and was a complete bump. Yeah, it never did anything. Never did a fucking NBA. thing. He bounced around from team to team at the end of the bench, eventually to just leave right off into the sunset with nothing, no claim to fame. Yeah, it was very unfortunate because he was a guy that you, you, when you heard that name, if you were a college basketball fan, you knew who Adam Morrison was. And he went to the NBA, top five pick, and just didn't do shit. Yeah, I mean, same with, you know, Jamarcus Russell, the uh, big, pro- prolific uh, college career, he got drafted by the Raiders. I, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, this, the famous story with him is when they, they were hiding stuff in the playbook to see if he actually read the playbook, right? 
Yeah, so it's similar to um, the the movie Draft Day, where the guy like tapes the hundred dollar bill at the end right. of the, the playbook because he wants to see if he actually gets to it. Right. And and I would assume yeah, that's where the, yeah, there were rumors that they did that with Jamarcus Russell. And he and never would, like, he, he never got to it. Yeah, right. they would like fuck around on some of the pages and put like weird shit that if you saw it, you would be like, hey, why was that in there? Or, right. Like, this and that. And he never. Mentioned. It just, he just proved went, that he never. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I gotta I gotta do this and hit the X receiver, and they're like, okay, this guy's a fucking idiot. Right. So it just he just fell out. I mean, he was horrible when playing games. He he never knew how to read defenses very well. He ballooned the fuck up. I mean, I believe he got extremely chunky. Going he was, with, if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the last draft classes that had the guaranteed contract for uh, first round picks. They have since changed that, and they have a capital or a, a cap on it. Yeah. But uh, but I think he was one of the last ones. If uh, maybe him or Matt Stafford, I think the next year maybe Matt Stafford. Yeah, it was, was just but. it was just a bad one of the best. The, I mean one of the worst yeah, uh, draft the, picks. Yeah, he he tricked him. Al Davis took him, and he just took the money and was lazy. That's Al, honestly Al Davis the end of it. likes to pay players and coaches who don't like for him anymore. Liked that was before he died. <laughs> I think his last draft pick was Darius Hayward Bay, and then he kicked the bucket because he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Um, all right, but that's going to do it for our one-year wonders next week or uh, two weeks from now, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do Cleveland. So get your picks ready. Get them lined up. I know we'll be ready. I'm going to have a nice, good list. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to get into just the tip, everyone's favorite segment. And we're going to start, as always, with Tim Buck, too. Tim, please take it away. And you know me. I've always got to come with the comedy. As being a comedian, that's what I do. Uh, I talk about comedy. Uh, I love comedy. It's something I, I will probably do forever, even if I'm not a comedian. Um, but I am going to be a comedian forever, forever. You ever, you ever been paid to do a show yet? I have, I and have. You're, you're a comedian, my friend. Don't, yes. don't talk yourself down. You're a fucking comedian. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. I appreciate it. Absolutely. But I'm definitely going to bring up uh, another comedy set. You know, Father's Day is this weekend, and we have a Father's Day set, but also it is uh, Juneteenth, so oh, shout yeah. out to that. So it's uh, Black Father's Day, as I like to call it. Um, uh, so uh, the La Familia associated with Road to Zambia uh, gives you dad, we got jokes. Um, there's a Father's Day special hosted by CV 216. Uh, we are going to have a fire list of comedians, starting with Jen Jen, who is another red line, uh, red line personality. Saturday with nights. The, yeah, Saturday, 7, uh, 7, 8.30, I'm sorry, yep. to 9.30. Uh, we got Weird with the Beard. Tyrone Gaines, that's my dog. Uh, we got, uh, I haven't met her yet, but I believe her name is uh, Kara Curtis. I haven't met her yet. Um, Ebony Got Jokes, Ebony Timberlake, uh, Queen Petty, Derek Lamont, Ahala, and myself, Tim Buck, too, uh, doing on this card. I think this is going to be a great card. It's going to be special performances by Charles Reed and, and Dre the God. Uh, I think it's going to be a great show. It is $50 a ticket, but that includes a dinner and drinks. Uh, so it's going to be a great, great, great time. I just noticed you put your head in your, your perfect Yeah, did you do that on purpose? Yeah, yeah I, I did. That looks I so did. good. I did. Oh, I appreciate you talking head right there. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, if they want to see the picture, they can't. I like but, that. That's good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a great show. If you guys want some tickets, I got them. Uh, you know, it's $50. Like I said, you get to choose chicken, uh uh, fish, which is, I believe, salmon, or even vegan. So we are catering to everybody's appetite. Um, I'm definitely going to have chicken. 
uh, with a side of salmon because I'm taking somebody else's food. <laughs> I mean, for 50 bucks, that's a hell of a deal in this day and age. I think it's great. I think it's going to be great. Dinner, drinks, and a show for 50 bucks. You for can't 50 pass that bucks, you cannot be. And it's a perfect Father's Day gift, perfect Father's Day dinner. You know, our fathers are very important. You know, some of us didn't have them, and some of them got a couple of them. Um, so it just depends on what, what boat you fall in. Um, I happen to fall in a couple of them. So, <laughs> so definitely, if y'all want to uh, come out, and, and have a good time, hit me up, or you can call the number 216-471-0590 for your meal selection, ta- table reservations, and, yeah, we'll see y'all Sunday, man. That's Beautiful. awesome, man. All right, now Kyle is up. So back in the day, we all used to love, you know, just watching the uh, the N1 mixtape, the street ballers, everything. Just it was, I mean, I tried to, to emulate it myself. I'm sure you did back in the day. Of the, course. Between I the legs, on the back, it, whatever. I tried. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the N1 tour, I mean, it was big back in the 90, 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002. Um, so this 30 for 30 came out, uh, I believe, end of, I think two weeks ago. I think it's been out now. Um, I watched it last night. And it brought back a lot of memories. There's a lot of people I forgot about. I forgot about Skip to My Lou, Ray Ferraz. I forgot about uh, Hot Sauce, who used to, I thought I loved Hot Sauce more than anybody because just what he did with the basketball. Mm-hmm. Is, is a, it's crazy to me to think that he could do that with the basketball. But um, it, it's a great, it talks about the start of and one. It talks about how they promoted it. Um, you know, back in the day, you go buy a set of, you know, a pair of Dr. J's, you got a free mixtape with it. They, they, yep. That's how they, that's how they marketed it back in New York. Um, you know, Rutgers, all the courts in New York City was big. They went on tour after the first volume dropped. They went on tour on the country. They picked up different basketball players. Um, they even challenged, they called out, there was a part of this, the story where they called out NBA players and they wanted to challenge them to basketball. And there's a part of this show, and I'm sure you guys are going to watch it. Um, Absolutely. They get to it. Baron Davis and I believe um, uh, Shumpert's on there. So is Kyrie. Kyrie's on there too. And they're like, do you guys think that you ever would have gotten beat by these guys? And, and literally every NBA player is like, absolutely not. But it was just funny to watch, you know, just how, how they, the competition was there. But it's only an hour long. It's worth checking out. If you love basketball, if you're around our age, um, I, I recommend, you know, checking it out. It's worth a watch. Good show. Absolutely. I can't wait to watch that. Kyle told me about it. I didn't even know it was out, so I look forward to that. Uh, my tip is another music-related one. I, I love music. I love new albums and shit like that. And one of my favorite bands, they're called The Story So Far. Their lead singer did a, he has a side band called No Pressure, where their main band, The Story So Far, they can do pop punk, but they also kind of do some like slower songs. No Pressure is just straight up uh, punk, pop punk. You go to the, I went to their show, and it's just a small packed room. Everyone's crowd surfing, fucking jumping around. It's such a good, fun environment. Uh, they've put out a few EPs and singles, and they finally put out a full-length album. I say full-length, but with punk music, the songs are like two minutes apiece. So their 10-track album is like 23 minutes total. But that is a full-length by definition, and it's awesome. I love the work that this guy does. I think he's a really good lyricist, and like the way he puts songs together and different meanings and shit like that, he does a really good job. I love the artwork. So check there. it That's out. Cool. No pressure. Very old school. Looks like a NoFX album, kind of, just like, you know, fucking Microsoft Paint almost, but uh, I love it. It's good music for me. It's shit that I like, so uh, check it out if you like that kind of shit. If you're into pop punk, uh, give it a listen. It's called No Pressure, and the album is called No Pressure. Awesome. Uh, That's going to do it for everybody here at Talking About Balls. And on behalf of us, we got no food, we got no jobs, and our pets' heads are falling off. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 